Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. Dylan. Hey, Matt. All right. Let's talk about a sequel to an episode we talked about earlier, The Happy Christmas. We talked about Happy Christmas Volume 1. I think you landed on it being okay. Yeah, that's basically where I landed on the first one. Some songs were good. Some songs I didn't like so much. I don't think anything was actively bad. It was just this totally isn't for me and some songs were super mediocre but we did end up with some cool stories about like the history of like switchfoot who i really dislike but you did talk about their connection to one of your favorite bands five iron five frenzy, frenzy yeah and everything so to preface this happy christmas is the a series of christmas albums put out by a Christian and record label. Yeah. Yes. Tooth and, Tooth and Nail. Nail Records. Okay. So yeah. So we'll jump right in to Let's volume two. It. And Can we're going to you... do it the same. We're going to do the same format we did last time. For those of you who don't remember, Matt kind of goes to a track, says the name of it. And I, I'm going to give my immediate thoughts since apparently this is a record that Matt Kelly holds very near and dear to his heart. Yes. And I have a feeling that Dylan, based on a screenshot I received, was not nearly as <laughs> much of a fan. Although you also made it sound like you hated the first volume. So who knows? And I didn't. Yeah, I, I don't but, think I hated it as much as 
I get real but, rowdy on these things. <laughs> fair. All right. So it kicks off with an original song by MXPX, Christmas Day. All right. So in my honest opinion, MXPX is the MVP of punk Christmas fans. Yes. I absolutely adore MXPX's Christmas album to the point where I actually had to buy it physically because they pulled it down from Apple Music. They re-put it back up as an EP version, but it's missing like six or seven of the original tracks. So I, I have that. I know this song. I knew this song before you sent this to me. I know everybody points to the Vandals and people like that as like the kings of, of punk Christmas, but this, the MXPX record that this song came off of is probably... If not my favorite, it's one of my favorite alternative Christmas albums. So, yeah. great start, dude. I was like, I am in. I love yeah. this song so it's much. It's a great song. It's so catchy. So, here's my quick story with this one. Yeah. Is that the first local, the first time I ever saw a local band play Yeah. was my freshman year of high school. I was in the TV studio. TV studio is going to come up a lot during this uh, episode, by the way, because I have a lot of connections with these songs through that. But I was in TV studio. The senior in TV studio was a friend who I still have to this day, Mike Goldsboro. And he had formed a punk ska band called Franklin Submarine. And we were having a TV studio Christmas coffee house. And his band was going to play. And since it was December, they opened with Christmas Day. So Franklin Submarine covering Christmas Day is the first song I've ever heard performed by a live band. So like there is a a very emotional connection with the song. But even without that, it is such a catchy good song. Like I would say I wouldn't say it's my favorite on this album, but I would say that if you were only gonna listen to one song on this album, you should make it Christmas Day by MXPX. I will say, and this may say my feelings for the rest of the album. Uh, this song that I already knew before you sent it to me is my favorite song. Of this album. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Off to a great start. Yeah. All right. So we followed up with one of the strangest covers I've heard in a bit. Uh, Sixpence, None the Richer doing You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Yeah, so my feelings towards You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, we've talked about the different movie variations, but not really the songs. My biggest issue with You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch is every time somebody does it, they try to go over the top with it to the point where it almost sounds more annoying. I like this stripped back version of it, this like acoustic yeah. jam of it. It's it's just, you know what, we're going to sing You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. And I thought it was fun. I liked the way it was done. So two thumbs up on this cover nice all right so far so good um yeah it's and i've actually heard that version on like b101 a few times like i feel like that song because it's sixpence none the richer like what else did they really have going for them besides kiss me so why not let's give let's throw them a bone every december and like play this song once or twice diving into a song that i don't know if it's a cover or not um but i i really have loved this song and this is one of those songs where we talk about i think on Happy Christmas Volume 1, it was all about the It's Always Christmas at My House kind of being like an unofficial anthem. I mean, I think this one's an unofficial anthem of Christmas 365 as well. All-Star United with I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. So I like it. To me, this song sounds 
if you modernized the Beach Boys and gave them, if they turned their guitars up to 11. Um, yeah. It's very bouncy. It's very upbeat. I don't think it's a cover. I know, like, there are multiple songs out there about Christmas being every day. I don't think it's a cover. It, it, I've never heard this song before. Kudos to All Star United. I thought this was a great jam. And All Star United, a very short-lived Christian alternative rock band. Um, definitely worth checking out because they were like one of those bands where I wouldn't say that they had a great album, but all of their albums had some really weird stuff going on. Even in this song, you hear like a theremin in the chorus and stuff like they would play with some strange instrumentation throughout. So we're going to enter into the first of the tracks. There's a couple tracks that I'm not like over the moon about on this album. And the first one is Plank Eye, Jesu Bombono, The Infant Child. Yeah, so it's it's kind of slow and boring. <laughs> yep, I, I seriously my notes are yawn, almost fell asleep. Not kidding. Which is a bummer because I think that their cover of Away in the Manger was like the runaway star of <laughs> Happy Christmas Volume One. Yeah, like it's it's very it is what it is. There's a similar song. There's another song in this album that I feel like is almost a companion piece, yeah. but is way catchier and better. <laughs> I okay. think that this Plank Eye song is the, I would even say it's probably my least favorite song on this album. It's 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 up there for me, but we haven't gotten there yet. Okay, okay. I think I know what your least favorite is, actually. <laughs> I have a sneaky suspicion. But we jump into number five. This band, I think, had one of the most underappreciated guitar players in the punk music scene, not just the Christian scene, but the punk music scene in general. Okay. And he shows it off while he plays the lead for A Little Town of Bethlehem by Hangnail. <laughs> So I thought the music itself was awesome. I thought it was a great, fun little punk cover. My biggest issue are the vocals. That's been one of my biggest issues with most of this record was some of the vocals. Uh, my issue here is it sounds like we're trying too hard to be a fat wreck punk band. <laughs> yeah, very nasally, yeah. very, yeah, very sludgy. I do, en I do enjoy Hangnails. I, I like the band Hangnail, but I've never liked their vocals. I like them because yeah. they have a guitarist who can fucking shred the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Tooth and Nail signed bands for really strange reasons sometimes, and I feel like Hangnail was that he heard that guitar and was like, we gotta sign these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let's dive into, you know, one of your favorite bands from the first album, Joy Electric with Lollipop Parade on Christmas Morn. <laughs> So I was like, I recognize this name. Is this the band that I talked about in the first one? Yep. And honestly, here's what I have for number six. This, that weird shit I love from that first album. <laughs> Dude, this is so much fun. I have not been shy about my love of electro and alternative pop, especially around the holidays. Uh, one of my favorite bands to listen to around this time of year is uh, Family Force 5 and their Christmas album itself. Stay, stay tuned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's coming. But <laughs> I love this electro pop and alt pop sound. 
and they really go for it here, Joy Electric. Now the problem is, is, is as Matt said, stay tuned because, oh lord, do we get a few more songs that uh, <laughs> attempt to do this, but um, not not quite the same. Not quite the same. So this is another band from the previous album. Um, I think. They changed their name between the albums. On the first album, they were just 180, and then they changed it to Flight 180. Female fronted ska band, and I believe you liked their cover of Mila Kawiki Maha, so I'm curious how you feel about their cover of Oh Come All You Faithful. <laughs> So I, I, I absolutely adore it. It's another song that's got that bubblegum pop punk ska sound, and with the female vocalist, I mean, Chef's yeah. Kiss. I really did love. I've loved both of their covers that you've had me listen to so far. I feel like Christmas and ska really do do go together like peanut butter and jelly. Like it is, it is like that that sweet salty combo that you didn't know worked so well but like i am very rarely disappointed by a ska christmas cover yeah i don't think i've heard a ska christmas song that i don't like besides songs that i already don't like are covered yeah no i think that that's fair now we're following it up with a band that again i think on volume one they were like kind of your runaway one of your runaway favorites this is one of my least favorite songs on the album because it's so, to me, it's very slow and boring, but it's Starflyer 59 doing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I never thought that a cover of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas would fit so perfectly on my Halloween playlist. I know. <laughs> um, as it is a, as it is a song that does fit perfectly with that slow, moody, hey, we're going to take a popular song and cover it like this. This song feels like it was written for the sad part in the middle of a Christmas movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, this is like Kevin McAllister sitting alone in the house, like staring out the window yeah. hoping his parents show up and then like this version starts playing. Yep. It is the most depressing version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas that uh, I can think of. Yeah. Wasn't there a cover of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas? Maybe it was in Krampus that sounded very similar to this. It was, that it was is, at the end. I'm sure. Possibly. I'm sure it was. Yeah. Then we go into, so this, so here we're going to do a quick step back into the okay. past. Okay. So young Matt Kelly every Saturday night uh, unless he was out doing something, which was rarely, he would listen to the local Christian radio station because at 10 p.m. was like the Christian rock for kids part of yeah. their programming. So that's like when I would find out if there was a new Five Iron album. And that's how I heard Reliant K for the first time. And during their Christmas episode, they played this song. And I was like, I need to find this cover ASAP. And it is Viva Voca doing God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. Okay, so are you familiar with the band August Burns Red? Yes. Okay, so the metalcore band. Yeah. Their version of God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen is screamier 
but I can't quite say there's an angrier version of God Rest You Merry Gentlemen than the one you made me listen to. I kind of love it, though, because I kind of think it. that God Rest You Merry Gentlemen's a boring song normally. It definitely is. This the Yeah, the, the instrumentation is very, very angry, but I dig it. I yeah. dig it. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Pass to Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. So the song that follows it, is by a band called The Normals. This is what I was talking about with the Plank Eye song. This is Peace Child, O Come Emmanuel. Yeah. I feel like it falls into a similar vein as that Plank Eye song from earlier, but it's just, A, it sounds a little bit poppier. The guitar sounds crisp and clean. Yep. And it's catchier. It's way catchier than the Plank Eye song. This song reminds me of some of the slower jams off of uh, Reliant K's Christmas album. Honestly, this song reminds me of that. So, um, good stuff. I love everything on that record, so this album, this song specifically is is really good. Alright, now we're probably, I would say this is Probably, if not God, you're resting, Mary Gentleman. Fan mail doing I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus is probably my favorite song on this album. I'm going to just put it out there. What's the Dylan thoughts? I hate this fucking song no matter what style it's in. So (laughs) they did a great version of a song that I just can't stand. And that's my feelings. We were just talking about how Ska and Christmas go together. That's my feelings on Real Big Fish's cover of uh, Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. I hate that fucking song. So even if you cover it the best way possible, I'm still going to hate that song. Fair enough. I totally understand where you're coming from and why you like it. I don't like this song in general. So. <laughs> so I wanna I wanna give you a fun fact though that might explain why that Plank Eyes song sucks so much <laughs> compared to Oh nice to compared to Way in a Manger. Plank Eye, the lead singer and primary songwriter of Plank Eye quit the band to form fan mail. Oh, and the shit. band continued without. So technically what you're hearing with fan mail is the guy who wrote the Away in a Manger cover. Okay. The, a couple years prior. And I'm like, 
makes so much more sense when you think of it from that lens because it's like how did Plank Guy yeah. get so slow and boring oh because there was only a guitarist and a bassist left in the band <laughs> and they just had to figure shit out yeah I think you may have implied this next one already uh, we got a band called Norway doing White Christmas the sun is shining the grass is green the orange and palm trees sway there's never been okay such so listen I'm reading this note for note <laughs> I have often shared my love of electro and alternative pop on this podcast, especially in the Christian music scene. But this cover is an absolute fucking abomination. <laughs> and I love you, Matt Kelly, a little bit less for forcing me to listen to this. <laughs> this song so, is awful, dude! I love White Christmas. I adore the song White Christmas, no matter what version. But what the fuck? It's like if you took the if you took Aqua. Or what was that other band that you made me listen Toy to? Toybox. Toybox. If you took Aqua and Toybox and removed all the fun parts out of it and <laughs> just had the like fist pumping bass and just put like a regular guy singing behind it. I wouldn't even say it's a regular guy. Gift. It sounds like if they typed in the lyrics into a computer and just recorded the computer reading yep. the lyrics off. Yep. They're like, there's perfect. nobody singing. It, he's just speaking the lyrics. <laughs> Oh my uh, god, it was not good, man. It was okay. not good. I don't have a ton of love for that particular cover, but I do have a ton of love for the next cover, which is Element doing Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. So this song was another one where, like, again, the instrumentation ruled. There's something weird about the vocals. I don't know. Some of some of the people are coming off sounding a little boring or bored, not boring, but bored as they recorded these. Again, I think the I love the idea of a punk cover of Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, and I do love the cover. I, I enjoy it, but I don't know. There's just something there's something so, off. Like they're not turned up enough. I don't know. No, so so Element was always this weird band. I took a long time to warm up to Element. And they used to be under the name Element 101. But for si for a similar reason, I was like, this girl just is like whispering her vo vocals yeah. and it drives me nuts. But as I got older, I was like, I really like that she's kind of trying to do, she's actually really trying to channel like a, like a Letters to Cleo type yeah. vibe. She actually went on to marry the second lead vocalist of uh, Further Seems Forever. And uh -huh. formed a band with him called Action Reaction, which is actually pretty good. She was like one of my that she was like a teenage Matt pop punk crush. You know, like she was she was out there with her pixie cut and she always had her chain wallet and her like star, you know, the the belt, the little belt with the stars drawn on the sides of it and stuff. Like she was the definition of like indie pop punk girl of your dreams. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that also put some blinders on me a little bit. But uh, so I implied this before we hit record. But the next track is the the ducks deluxe tone rockets with Christmas or Santa Claus is back in town. Where's Christmas time, baby? All right, so. This cover fucking smacks, dude. Yeah. It's so good. It's the it's best so version of this song good. ever. So I love, I love Santa Claus is Back in Town. I think it's a great song. I loved when 
They had uh, Kurt Russell do it in the Christmas Chronicles. I love this song. And this band basically took this song and was like, we're going to do a doom metal slash stoner rock cover of this song. We're just going to take everything, turn the guitars up to 11. It's super crunchy, and this song is definitely getting added to my playlist. So I would, I have a dream in my in my brain. Yeah. Where I'm at a show, and they let me sing any song I want at Christmas time. Oh, Matt Kelly, I can and see I'm, it. And I'm going up there, but I'm going up in character. I'm going up. Beard, looking haggard, maybe a fake, <laughs> fake drink in my hand and a cigarette, and you just because it just it sounds like Santa just came off the hardest night of his fucking life, yeah. and this song doesn't sound when he's singing, it doesn't sound like he's coming to deliver you some toys. He's coming to deliver that deep dickin'. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this I is the sexiest. We're the first <laughs> Christmas podcast to use the phrase deep dickin'. I can almost But seriously, the way that. he sings it, Well, it's Christmas time, pretty baby. Like, it's so, so, good, so my version of this was when I was in TV studio, we used to film these little shorts that we would play before yeah. the morning announcements. And I always wanted to film a skit set to this. And the idea was going to be that it was, we were going to have someone sitting on a on a skateboard yeah. holding like reins and two other people would be dressed as reindeer in the front and they would just be being pulled through the school hallway tossing gifts at people <laughs> and, i love it and no one would let us film it i was like come on it'd be so good that's this so song's perfect fun, yeah. for that that's so much fun yeah i did get to use the following song for a video though in tv studio and that is house of wires caroling caroling Somebody please take the synthesizers away from the Christians. <laughs> because, <laughs> when, like, like seriously, this is what I imagine a Christmas album by the Skids and Letterkenny. This is this <laughs> song is what I imagine it would sound like. I used to love this, and this is awful. This is the song that I was like, nope, this is my least favorite song on it. It's so. It's not even fun weird. Like it's just- I can, let's see. All right, when we do, sometime when we do volume three, which probably won't be until next December, but when we eventually get there, yeah. Joy Electric is the only electronic band on that album. I so, love Joy Electric. Yeah, so, so they stuck around. It's just then so this, weird. It just doesn't make any sense. Like some of these bands are, I feel like Joy Electric is really good at what they do. And I feel like these other bands are like, well, they made it at this point being fucking weird and electronic. Let's try the same thing. And it so here's, doesn't work. Here's what happened. This is my yeah. theory on what happened, being yeah. like a pseudo Tooth & Nail historian. Yes. So Tooth & Nail Records for a really long time was this melting pot of all these different genres. Yes. And then I think eventually they were like, all right, we've got to break this shit up a little bit. Okay. And they created three additional record labels, right? Uh -huh. So there was BEC Records, which I forget what that stood for, but that was where it was like, these are Christian bands. They are not bands that have Christians in them. They are like the Supertones and like these bands that are like, we want to go and preach the word of God through rock and roll. 
and they kind of shifted a bunch of those bands onto that label. Like they were like, okay, that's where we're gonna house the hardcore. These are Christian bands for Christians. Yeah. Then they were like, we gotta separate the metal bands from the punk ba- bands now. So they made Solid State Records, and they shifted like yeah. August Burns Red and all yeah. those bands over there. Then they were like, we need an electronic label to put Joy Electric on, and I think they were just like. Well, we can't just have a label with one fucking band. Yeah. <laughs> so then they just like true. mess signed anybody with a keyboard Good to Lord. like put out a record because there was no noteworthy albums that came out no, under that and, label. And what sucks is like again, I've shared my love of this genre. I love the weird electronic stuff. I am an, uh, a crunk core apologist. That yes, you are. Like, yes, again, stay tuned for in. a couple weeks from now. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. But. For real, it this was just this just it's bad. wasn't good. It's, it's not bad. Good. It's I think that so I did use this for a video. We we just we need it to film something for Christmas. Yeah. So I drove around and filmed lights. Like I just I was in the passenger side and someone was driving around town and we were just filming houses with lights and I just threw this as the background noise yeah. on the video. It's perfectly f- fine for something like that, but like if someone plays this at a party, they are not your friend. Nope. <laughs> this nope. is it's bad. And then we end with something that I to this day can't decide is actually funny or just funny because I heard it when I was twelve. But it's the Lost Dogs doing the Chipmunk song. Uh, let's roll one. Overproduced and complicated. And it's just like... All right, you lost dogs. Are you ready to sing um, your song? And it is such a weird concept of covering this song in which the members of the band keep quitting and are being replaced by robotic versions of themselves. And then it implies of a, of a robotic takeover at the end of it the does. song. It does. I can totally agree with you. Dylan now says, man, it just makes me want to listen to the original. Yeah. But I I feel like if I would have heard this cover when I was a little kid, I would have been like, oh, this is cool. Like, this is so fun. <laughs> I, I will say credit where credit's due. I don't know too much about the Lost Dogs. Um, they definitely weren't normally a tooth and nail band. I believe they were actually a, a Christian band yeah. from the 80s. But I mean, they can harmonize yeah. <laughs> like, the, like the harmony. The, the actual song sounds perfectly fine. Yeah, this this reminds it's the me, bits this in reminds between me of. Um, so one of my favorite covers of 12 Days of Christmas is the Taking Back Sunday cover, which basically 90 percent of that cover is them doing like weird bits. But I heard that cover like when I was like. 13 so i thought it was like super clever and i'll listen back to it now and i'll be like this is still really fun to me it's not like a song that like i'm not putting that version of 12 days of christmas on if i'm in like a car full of people like this is really fun to me it's kind of like is i mean no this isn't even a weird comparison this is actually a perfect comparison it's kind of how i feel about like bob rivers like, I grew up on the first Twisted Christmas album. So, yeah. like, I have an unapologetic love for that album, even though there are things in it that very much make me cringe now. But if you play it. me any <laughs> of the other, if you play me literally any of the other Bob Rivers stuff that I didn't grow up listening to, I'm like, this is trash. Yeah. <laughs> like, what it. is this? Yeah, I can't um, understand any of it. But I can understand yeah. if it's something like you grew up on, yeah. 
It sounds like you liked more than you hate it, which I is did. good. I you did sent like, me a very scary screenshot where I'm like, oh God, he hates everything. No, I didn't hate everything. I think <laughs> that the problem is, is much like anything in life, the bad stands out to me more than the good. Yes. So like the, the like the the songs that I was like, what the hell am I listening to? Stood out to me more than the songs that, that I was either like, this is okay or this is great. I mean, I'm definitely gonna get some new additions to my Christmas playlist from this album and I'm very excited to add them. I think what I what I keep learning every time we go into these is that your extensive knowledge of Christian bands is probably on the same level of my extensive knowledge of psychopathic and magic yep. ninja entertainment records yep. so so like it makes me so happy because i'll sit there and have these conversations about those bands and that record label with other people and they'll be like why the fuck do you know this but then like i hear you talk about these things and i'm like no it's the same thing yeah, it is the same you, thing yeah you bury your life into like a large chunk of these bands and then it's it's a it's off to the races uh and quick plug check out this week's episode of one hit thunder um where we talk to the director of the movie electric jesus as well as the song su music supervisor and if you haven't go check out the movie electric jesus dylan you'll fucking love it electric uh, jesus it, it takes place in the 80s and it's about a group of kids at a youth group who love stripers so much they decide to go on tour with their own Christian metal band. Is the movie available to, to watch yet? Or At this time, yes. As yeah, they are awesome. listening to this episode, it is available. Awesome. Uh, all right, well, happy Christmas, Dylan. Happy Christmas, Matt. Welcome to my stupid. Have a real Merry Christmas, stupid. Enjoy your stupid wahoots. Hey, guys, how many musicians does it take to screw in a light bulb? All of them, because they are not unemployed, and they need a job. Get it? Oh, Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. 
And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 